0: Everybody, it's busy from Busy Living Soba. It's episode 278, and it is the first episode for 2022. And I am so excited to let everybody know that I have a new sponsor, Soberlink. And Soberlink has a remote alcohol monitoring tool that has helped over 500,000 people to be accountable in their sobriety. Their voluntary system encourages connection and honesty, which helps to rebuild trust and maintain sobriety. I've teamed up with Soberlink to create the resource guides, tips for keeping busy living sober for those in recovery. Visit www.soberlink.com slash BLS. You're going to download the resource. And if you or someone you know can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery, You'll also find a form on that page to sign up for a $50 promo code. And the best thing that I love about Soberlink is that their mission is the same as mine, which is to get rid of the stigma associated with addiction. We should make it easy for people. You know, it shouldn't be something you should be ashamed of. And that brings me to today's topic, which is accountability and being authentic with yourself and not being so scared of what's gonna happen in the future or what you did in the past. It's all about being in today. You know, today is the gift. And let's say you decided that you and alcohol need to break up, okay? You've had too much. And you've thought about this a lot. And you've pondered it a lot. And you don't know if for sure you're an alcoholic. You think you may be, but you're not positive because society sometimes says you have to get to this place that looks like, you know, you're done and whatever that may be. Does that mean you're um, on skid row or you're literally living on a street corner or do you just live in your house and you drink so much Chardonnay that you just can't take it anymore? Or you've gone to parties and you really ashamed of yourself. And you're like, is this normal? My friends don't look like they get like this. And I don't feel good about myself when I drink. And you look at those situations and you think to yourself, do I have a problem? Well, the only person that can answer that is you. I can't tell you if you're an alcoholic or not. Only you can tell yourself if you're an alcoholic. I do have a test, you know, that you can take on under my education on busylivingsober.com. There's a tab that says um, education, and under there is a um, a test to see if you are. But it's such a personal thing, and bottoms don't have to be handcuffs. Bottoms don't have to be prison. Bottoms don't have to be institutions, meaning prison, jail. Um, hospitals, um, rehab centers. It doesn't have, that doesn't have to be your bottom for me, my bottom, for those of you that have listened to me for a long time, you know, that my bottom was not with any silver around my wrists. Um, there was no metal around my wrists. There were no sirens behind me, but I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I've got kids. I've got an ex-husband down the street and I am just a slave to this alcohol. I'm like just a slave to it. Every time I go out, I get drunk. I don't know what the problem is. What is the problem? And somebody had talked about family members of mine. I talked about AA and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. That's just like, Oh my God, loser central. (laughs) I don't want to go there. That's the last place I want to go. And, um, But I woke up that morning in August and I, of 2006, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And I fell to my knees and I said, God, please help me. And I called someone and having someone to connect with was huge for me. And at this point, it was a brother-in-law. He's no longer a brother-in-law, but he was a brother-in-law and he'd been sober a really long time. And I said, I really want to quit. And he said, do you want to quit? And I said, I do want to quit. And he said, well, then you're going to call this person. And I called the person and she was a little different than me and had different drug choices than I did, but she had what I wanted, which was sobriety. I wasn't a, she wasn't a slave to drugs or alcohol. And I, that was attractive to me. It was like, okay, you have a family, you have kids, you're happy, you're happy. And you don't drink anymore. Okay. That looks kind of good to me. I mean, that's how basic it was. It's like, oh my God, you don't drink and you're happy. Shit. Sign me up. I mean, let's face it. Who wants to be drunk? Who wants to be drunk and, um, hating yourself all the time. Waking up in the morning going, what did I do last night? Waking up and going, I wasted another day. I can't do anything today because I have such a bad hangover. I feel terrible. And how do I be accountable? Like, how do I do this? This thing looks so scary. The whole thing is just so scary that this whole thing about giving up something that's such a part of our society, it's going to make me feel like a leper. It's going to make me feel like there's something wrong with me. Like I've got a scarlet letter on myself. Like I am, I don't want to be one of them. I don't want to be one of those people that can't be like with everybody else. But for me, the problem was, I'd already pushed it. I'd already pushed the limit. I had already pushed the limit. I had already gone past it. I was already no longer a pickle. I I was no longer a cucumber. I was now a pickle. And I couldn't just go. I had so much just, I hated myself. I, God bless, I hated myself. And I wake up and I, because I remember swearing, I'm not going to do it again. And I do it again. And I mean, I don't mean that I tried to quit before, because I didn't try until that time that I did quit. I never tried before that. I um I just it was just part of me. It was like this is the way I'm gonna die. I'm just gonna die like this. This is just how people go. They they drink, they get drunk, they get drunk, they get drunk, they drink, they get drunk. Things happen, and that's it. There's no other solution, but there are solutions today, and there's so many resources today, and to sound coy, it's like being sober is cool now. Um, I had a friend that just posted a picture on Instagram and she it had Bradley Cooper and Brad Pitt. And, you know, they're both pretty good looking, let's be honest. And they're both sober. And that was her catch. Like, look, look who's sober. I'm in this group. And um, it's okay today to be sober. It's not so much of like, I think we think that other people's thoughts of us, especially our girlfriends, especially our friends, because our friends and our guy friends, we're like, this is what we do. This is our bond. We bond over drinking. We like to drink the same Chardonnay. We like to drink the same tequila. We like to drink the same vodka. We like to do all these things together. And this is our common bond. We have nothing else in common. What else am I going to do? If I can't drink with these people, that's all I can do. Cause we don't have real relationships with people today. At least I, I didn't really, until I was sober. I remember having, you know, you'd pass somebody. I used to be, and I'm trying to get back into walking again, but I used to walk all the time in my town in Wayne, and I would see people all the time and they'd t- stop you and they'd be like, Hey, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm good. How are you? But there would be nobody really cared. Nobody cared how you were. You know, today it's like, oh, do you have COVID? Do you have a vaccine? Do you not have a vaccine? Put you all in these different places. Nobody really cares. They just want to make sure they're okay. Nobody wants to sit down and have real conversations with each other. And it's for me, it's God, that stinks. I want to have real conversations with people. I don't want, you know, I want to have conversations about life and what has happened and mental health and, what it feels like to be, you know, it's new year's and it's 2022. And I made this, I'm not smoking, which makes me totally crazy, but I'm not doing it. And I've, of course, like everybody else I've um, quit eating food. At least I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing um, what is it that I'm doing? I'm doing the thing where you don't eat for intermittent fasting. That's what I'm doing you know, the crazy thing is I'm cleaning up and we're redoing this kitchen. And I went into the cabinet and all the diets I have in my closet. Oh my God. Oh my God. Gluten-free keto, this, you know, Jenny Craig, um, Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers. Um, that's thing. I think it's called. I've done all these diets and I'm like, what am I doing? But anyway, I, as I digress, it's crazy that I gave up drinking. And I did that. And that's been like the biggest thing I've ever done. Right. I mean, everything else is you just heard. I, I, you know, I started smoking again and I had to quit that again and trying to lose weight because I got heavy again. Can anybody relate? But the drinking thing is like the best thing I've done because the reality is I like myself. I mean, my jeans are all tight. My golf clothes are even tight and they're elastic. How much does that suck? But you know, I can at least look in the mirror and like me. I mean, I can be like, my pants are too tight, but at least I am not drunk. And my kids can come to me. My husband can come to me. My friends can come to me. My people on busy living sober can come to me and I'm there for them and I can talk to them. And that is the best gift. Yeah. And maybe 20 pounds overweight right now, but I'm sober you know, and I'm not making an ass out of myself. At least most times I'm trying not to make an ass out of myself and I'm not getting myself into situations. You know, the problem is you think to yourself, you're like, every time I've gotten in trouble, alcohol's involved. Why is it? I, why is it? I say things to people when I'm drinking that I can't take back. And I, then I, sometimes I don't even remember and why is that person mad at me? What did I say? Did I make it to the PTA meeting? I know we met for drinks beforehand, but what happened after that? Or I know I went to that Christmas party and I really didn't want to say what I said to my boss or to that guy or to that girl. And I don't even remember what I said. And I feel kind of shitty right now because of that. I, I let it get out of control. What am I doing? I've never regretted quitting drinking. I've regretted a lot of other things. Picking up a cigarettes, I regretted. I regretted eating all the chocolate cake, but I've never regretted not drinking. Never. It's crazy, right? I've never said, God, I wish I had gotten loaded last night. It would have been so much better. (gasps) It would have been so much more fun. And having someone to talk to during this is so important. I can't even tell you how important it is to have like a fellow traveler, a board member. You know, you can call it your board member. You can call it your sponsor. You can call it your friend. You can call it your minister. You can call it someone you just met. But having somebody to walk on this journey with is so important. When you do this by yourself, you just spin stuff, you know, you spin stuff. But if you have somebody to talk to, you can say, you know what? I'm going to tell you this story that happened to me. For instance, I told a story this morning. I went to an, I, you know, everybody knows I go to AA. I love AA. I, I actually host a meeting every morning on Zoom. And you can find the information on Morning Hope on busylivingsober.com. It's under Morning Hope, the Zoom information if you want to come. But I was talking about you know, when I was drinking, they we had read a, my um the person sharing the meeting had read a story about going into a snowbank and waking up and going, "Oh my God, I ended up in a snowbank. How did I get here? What am I doing here?" And I said, "I don't know that I remember like being in a snowbank, but I do remember being in a snowbank with Irish mist. I used to drink Irish mist and get loaded because i drink irish mist at the, at the end of the night i would have already been like so many chardonnays in, probably a couple of sex on the beach some whiskey some other whiskey jack Daniel, da, 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 da. but then i would go down the misty highway because irish mist is really sweet for those of you that don't know and i'd be like i'm going down the misty highway can anybody relate to that? Like that? Hello. I had three kids at that time and husband and a car and a house and all this old life. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to go down the misty highway tonight because God knows I'm not going to remember any of this. That's literally how I was. I did not remember anything. Crazy. And um, I think back to those times in my life and I'm like, wow, but I told my brother-in-law, so I told my brother-in-law, who was already sober, I I want to quit, he was like, okay, hook me up with this chick, this lady, and um, I called her on the phone, as scared as I was, I was so scared, I was so, 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 so scared, but I called her on the phone, and I said, can you please help me, and she said yes, I'll meet you at a meeting and I met her at a meeting. Now I want to say something to you. This is a huge, huge, huge caveat I got to throw out there. If you're a daily drinker or you drink a lot, you need to talk to your doctor. You cannot quit drinking. If you're a big drinker and you think you can do this, do not do this by yourself. You need to call the doctor. You need to go to the hospital and get detoxed. You need, you need medical care. You cannot do this by yourself. You need to get a doctor. You cannot do this on your own, especially if you're a daily drinker because it can kill you. I know someone that had killed at 47 years old. She decided to quit drinking on her own and started drinking like Gatorade. And she thought she was going to be okay. And she ended up having a seizure and dying. So do not do this without talking to your doctor, without telling someone the truth. If you have to go to a different emergency room that is not in your town and you can tell someone what is really going on with you so that you can get help, do it, do it. If you're like, I don't want to go to AA. I don't want to see anybody I know, even though the crazy thing is, I always thought that was, I've always thought that's weird. I went right in my neighborhood because I thought, well, if I run into somebody, I know they're there and I'm here. Uh, big deal. So we both gigs up. We both, we're all, we're all sober together. Look at that. We all treaty problem and all we are is here together. And big deal. BFD. I don't know. So I see somebody, big deal. I didn't care because obviously they were there for the same reason I was. What do I have to be ashamed of? They're here to get help. I'm here to get help too. Why should I be ashamed? And I'm going to go in there and say, guess what? I need, I've got a problem. I need help. I hear this AA thing works. I'm going to try it out. And I'm going to tell you, you might not like your first meeting. I didn't like every bar I went to. I definitely didn't like every restaurant I go to. How are you going to like every meeting you go to? You're going to have to go check them out, check them out, go on zoom. You can come on zoom, but find somebody in one of those meetings that you can get to be your person. So I had that first person for a year and then I got another person and now I have another person. So, um, And she says, she's my, she's, she's on my, she's on my, actually, she's on my board, my major board of my, of my life. She's one of the board members of my life. So majority of time, I don't really do much without talking to her, nothing big. And if I'm having any problems, I call her. So I talk to her every day. Sometimes I just call her to say hi. And, um, but it's so important. You find somebody you can tell the truth to. We all need somebody that we can tell the truth to that doesn't judge us and that loves us. Find your person. Find your person because it's so important that we all have a person. You know, God didn't make us to be by ourselves. We shouldn't have these secrets by ourselves. We all need connection. We need to feel validated. We need somebody. I need to tell her what's going on in my head sometimes. And she puts it into perspective for me. Majority of my problems are fear. I'm still scared. I haven't had a drink in 15 and a half years. I'm still scared that you're gonna like me. I'm still scared that my kids are gonna be okay. I'm still scared that I'm not going to be okay sometimes. That's what I am sometimes. If I'm, t- I'm being totally honest. But I never could have told you that if I were still drinking. If I hadn't give, had people love me the way they've loved me to get me to this place where I can be honest, I don't think I could have been. I couldn't have been able to say to you that I've been scared to, at times in my life. But for me when I'm scared I've learned after a long time with sobriety that um, fear and faith can't live in the same moment either I'm going to trust God I call God, God's my higher power um, I'm either going to trust God with everything or I'm going to go down this rabbit hole of I don't, of fear of just things that aren't even real I mean I'm gonna give you an example because I think a lot of people relate to examples. So my kids were going out hunting. I don't know if you like hunting or not hunting. I, I don't really care. I, the whole thing is barbaric to me, but whatever. I, I want them to be happy doing whatever they do. And that's what they wanted to do. And they left at like three o'clock in the morning. I got up right when I literally got up out of bed at 3.30 And I was, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are they okay? Are they going to get into a crash? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Is somebody going to get hurt shot with shooting? My head just went to all this crazy stuff. I woke up my husband and I said, guess what? Something's up. I said, I'm crazy. I woke up Jeff and I said, I'm having crazy thoughts. He's like, I get it. I get it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I called my son on the phone and I said, where are you guys? He talked me off the ledge. He said, mom, we're fine. Stop being so crazy. But me being able to do that made it okay so I could turn over and go back to sleep. But during the moments, you know, we have these thoughts and sometimes this it's so scary, the thoughts that we end up picking up a drink because we just want to quiet them. We just want to quiet those thoughts because we don't have anybody to talk to. Don't do this by yourself. Find somebody, even if it's me, call me. I I, I don't call me, but you can email me and we'll see how that works. But you know what? Find a friend, go to a meeting, meet someone. I'm going to tell you another big tool. Here's a notebook. Here's another notebook. I have another notebook right here. I have another notebook in the other room. I have notebooks everywhere. I have notebooks because when I'm fearful, the other thing I do is I write it down. Pen to paper. Pen to paper, pencil to paper. I write down. I am scared of. And if we write it down, we have the ability to then let it go because we read it and we're like, oh, is that really something that I need to be worried about? Nine out of 10 times, the answer is no. You don't have to be worried about it. Whatever just transpired or whatever you're worried about in the future It's not here yet. Get back into your feet. Get back into today. Who cares? Who cares? You can't read the fear and let it go. And if you believe in God, ask God to take it away from you. And if you don't believe in God, maybe send it to somebody that's died, a relative, and say, can you take this from me, Aunt Sally, Uncle Joe? I'm giving you this. I'm scared. Can you take this and give it to somebody? Don't carry things. Don't do anything by yourself. Be accountable to you. If this is something you want to do, do it. Do it. Do it. You can do this. Just don't do it by yourself. Find somebody. Go to an AA meeting. Go to a Zoom meeting. Go to church. Go to synagogue. Go to the mosque. Go do whatever you need to do. But find somebody. And reach out for help as hard as it is. I say this all the time. Pick up the phone. Don't pick up a drink. Thanks for listening to me. I was supposed to have a guest today. And I said that last week. And my guest got sick. Surprise, surprise. That today it's today's world. Thank God she's not that sick. She has a cold. She's like not just not feeling good. And I just didn't, she just wasn't up for it. But next, she'll be on soon. And um thanks for listening. I wish you the best if you're out there and you're struggling. I want you to know that you're not alone. Reach out to me anytime at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com, B-U-S-Y, busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busy, B-U-S-Y, livingsober.com. Next week, I actually have somebody that's not an alcoholic, but she's got a great story and she's an inspiration for a lot of people. And I'm very excited to have her on next week. That's one of the busy living lives people. So um, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about 2022. I think it's going to be an amazing year. And um, I'm excited to see what comes about of busy living sober and what we keep doing and what more information I get to send to you guys. And so we can get better together as a community together because that's what it's all about. So thanks for listening again. And if you like, please subscribe to my channel. And until next time. Keep getting busy living. Super! Bye-bye.